Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Welcome to Trek Tuesday, with interviews from every Star Trek generation. And on Trek Tuesday today, showrunner for Star Trek Picard Season 3, Terry Metalis. Terry did a lot of good things this season. He corrected the end of Star Trek Nemesis and gave the crew the send-off they needed. Plus, give the 1701D Enterprise a resurrection and a final mission. Before the series finale, he conducted a roundtable that I was a part of. Warning, there are some spoilers ahead. You'll hear my questions and the other questions the reporters asked, I will read instead. Great to talk to you. I was at the last roundtable with you for 12 Monkeys. I'm so glad you're involved with this. Oh, thank you. For this series, one of my complaints about Star Trek is the characters aren't used right. So what kind of came first? Was it the actual structure of a whole season or how to use each of the characters to kind of fit their skill set? Hmm. Well, uh, you know, the <clears throat> story always comes comes first, uh, but um, we, we wanted to make sure every character had their due and then the finale it, you know, you 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 didn't want to come away walking away from the finale thinking that what one character didn't have a, a great singular moment or contributed to uh, 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 saving the day. Uh, that would feel terrible. So that was uh, the mo- one of the north stars to how do we make sure each one of these characters has a uh, you know. Um, goosebumps moment of like save the day so that that was part of breaking the story for sure there's more sci-fi talk so stay tuned what is his biggest hope moving forward my current biggest hope is that everybody really just enjoys this that uh that we sent uh the next gen characters off uh in a really good way and that everybody likes this next generation of of characters these last two hours were really, really hard to make. Uh, you know, it's it's a giant movie on a television scale, uh, and it almost killed me. So, uh, so I, <laughs> I just want everybody to really like this. Um, having said that, uh, you know, um, gosh, I would love to do more. I, 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 I would love to see Seven and Rafi and Jack and Sydney um uh, uh and, and and the crew uh continue on and i'd love to see more uh, of uh riker and uh and jordy and and, and wharf and, and uh and beverly and, and and the rest of the tng gang continued on to in the 25th century uh um so we'll see you know i think it'll be up to the fans to to be loud if that if that's a thing that they they would like to see you know but there's a lot of star trek out there right now um Great Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, and Starfleet Academy's coming, um, Section Thirty One. So, uh, well, you know, um, you know, we'd have to it would have to be something that would really be wanted by the fans uh, to, to happen. The sky's the limit is one of the greatest lines ever in a TV series. But Certainly is, my friend. You can't the beat card. that. <laughs> I, well, we, I think we didn't did. even try. We're, we're like we're like we're not going to beat that. How did you come up with the line Picard says, I've always felt the stars have always been in my favor? I didn't. Cindy Appel did. Um, and uh, it was tough. We we sat in the room and uh, there was a we sat there and we're like, guys, we're never going to beat all good things. But 
let's try let's what's a great line and cindy got the closest uh with that line uh, but the stars have always been in my favor um is probably uh the closest uh for a line um that that we we could get i knew i was gonna end in that shot and stay in the shot for the credits mm -hmm. um and so it needed to be something but yeah, no, that's 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 all Cindy, that one. Was the crew playing poker improvised? They're maniacs, that cast. Anytime you cut, you call cut, they're singing, they're dancing, they're joking, they're blah, 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 blah. They're doing all the things that they tell you to do. And and this isn't a movie set where you have the time built in to, to let them do that. It's television. You're like, we got to go. Um, except for this scene, I let them improvise for 45 minutes. And I rolled the camera. I just had the cameras go and let them play poker. Because I wanted the audience to really feel what it's like to hang out with these actors. To, hang, to really feel like the jokes and the genuine smiles, the real camaraderie of what these actors, what, what it's like with them. They're really like the, that in real life. Um, and so I think on the Blu-ray, we'll, we'll see an extended version of that scene. But those jokes, those smiles are all real. And I wanted the audience to feel that for a few minutes before we said goodbye. Um, uh, so yeah, that's what you're seeing there. One reporter asked him, it was Audrey too in the background from Little Shop of Horrors. It <laughs> is good, good, good eye. There's my Audrey too. And I, I would, I would say just please be careful of the changelings behind you. At one point, when did the theme of names become so important? Names, names mean almost everything you mean you're talking about the end. Um, that that was well first it was really a nod to <laughs> uh nepotism because it you know we knew we were flashing forward to the fact that jack pressure was going to be accelerated through starfleet you you have to call it what it is um uh and um so that that started that but it was also about the importance of the name enterprise and uh and what and what the the uh, uh that particular legacy was um for not only the federation starfleet but for the fans and 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 and, and in a lot of ways that was the last character missing from the season uh which is why it was the final character added to uh, uh, to to the ensemble when we brought back the Enterprise D and the final character given to the rest of to seven of nine truly um, um, that which was super important for 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 seven and Rafi to be uh, at the forefront of of that legacy of the Enterprise legacy so it, it meant quite a, quite a few things as far as this the season goes. That's such a good question. I have I have to sit back and and and, and meditate on that for, for for quite a bit because um, it does it they, it does ask a lot of questions about family, Picard, and you know it, it makes me think think about things like I I am glad that Jack never took the name Picard at the end that he keeps his mother's name and you know I think that that's super important. Uh, Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. What were the high points for him in the season and what could you have done better? Okay. Let me start with the first part, the highlights, the highlights, things that I'm like, um, highlight moments are probably the friends found on the way, which are 
it's quite a thing to be to go from being a Star Trek fan and these are these are people that I watched on my television screen to now I'm just on text threads with Jonathan and Brent and LeVar and they're just my friends and it's weird. <laughs> like I don't even think of Frakes anymore as Riker. It's somebody I call and gossip with. Um, so uh, it, that's the, that's that's weird and remarkable. As far as accomplishments go, I would say one of the things when since I was a little kid that I always wanted to do was be part of a gigantic scoring session with a big, large orchestra on a big sci-fi opera, operatic, you know, piece. And, and being able to do that with my friend Stephen Barton uh, was uh, was a real highlight to be in a room with some of the finest musicians in the world, specifically in this finale, doing Jerry's theme at the end there over uh, over the poker game with some of the people who did the theme with Jerry. Some of that string section and brass people played with Jerry on um, on some of the movie scores. That was that brings chills to be able to, to say it feel you feel like you, that was that was really something to me. So I'll, I will say that for one. Um, as far as other things that I wish we could done better, I think um, I would say looking at some of the criticisms across the board, I, I would say it's 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 a decisively unromantic season. Um, there is there was no real room for romance, whether that is uh, Picard and Crusher, Seven and Rafi, um, Jack and Sydney had a moment of flirtation. Even Riker and Troy mostly deals with the tragedy of a couple losing a child. I wish I had fought for more time for a few extra scenes with those characters i think that the fans would have all wanted more romance throughout we stuck with the high stakes of it all it felt like that was where we needed to stay um there wasn't really a lot of time to talk about feelings and and for people to kiss in retrospect i think that would have been satisfying to fans but that's why we asked for more star trek you know that those characters aren't going away um and we certainly leave all those characters in a place where we can do that um so that that's probably my biggest regret uh my other one would be there were characters i really wanted to see again um in the original finale script before it was like look it was a giant movie that we were we had we're building building on television time schedule right the fact that we you saw what we saw was miraculous that we pulled it off like it nearly killed us all um but there was a scene with soji and data that we could not afford we could not afford to do and bring back another actor uh road there was a scene in which they found rolaren in the dungeons of the intrepid with uh tuvok um and that she had survived we weren't able to pull off uh, there was a, a Harry Kim had appeared at one point. Uh, we really wanted to bring back. Uh, we wanted Kate Mulgrew to be part of Seven of Nine's promotion. These are all things that they're all in the first script. And then your line producer says, if you can't afford these things, you are not Avengers Endgame. Um, so they got to go away. 
Um, and um, uh, so those are those are our regrets. But I'm very happy with what we are we were able to pull off. T. Rick Jones from Daily Star Trek News was next. Uh, hey, Terry. Um, I'm sure you're tired of hearing this, but I love the season. It's it's. I'm not tired of hearing it. You can say it anytime <laughs> you want. Well, it's true. Um, so uh, the character of Captain Shaw died in episode nine, makes a short appearance in episode 10. Uh, but my understanding is, and he was voted favorite captain by the fans in the season. Uh, but I understand he was not originally supposed to die or that that came later on after filming. No, he was always supposed to die. Was he? OK, what led to why? Why was he going to die? What led to that? It was always his arc. I mean, he's he's named Shaw after Robert Shaw and Jaws. I mean, he was going to get eaten by the shark. <laughs> it was, he was going to be killed by the Borg. It was it, that was always a very very simple story. It, it was part of his fate. I think what happened was that we never could have anticipated was how loved he beloved he became by the fans, um, and that's I think a testament to some wonderful writers we have and uh, Todd Stafford and, uh, and how charming he is. And, you know, I've always known that as from his performance in on 12 monkeys, uh, which is we wrote, we tailor made this role for him. So, uh, you know, there was never anybody else for this role, but Todd Stafford. But having said that there, we knew from minute one, there is a way for Shaw to return in the most wonderful way uh, that's not a cop-out if we ever were to come back. Man, it's awesome. Awesome. As a fan, I was. it was a very emotional season for me to see these guys together again. Going on the Enterprise D bridge, seeing it, and also directing on it, what was that experience like for you? Um, terrifying. Uh, we, we only had, we only had two days. We were still gluing pieces of the carpet back on, onto the ship. Uh, and, uh, we had a lot to do on that ship. Uh, so, uh, and it was early on in, in uh, um, in the schedule. So I, as a director, I, I had to really make sure I knew what I was doing. Um, and they were the most emotional pivotal points in in, in, in the piece, um, and in some cases, uh, not entirely sure how I was going to pull certain moments off, but um, but they worked. Terrifying, and then um, wonderful in in post process. That in, in great relief to see that they worked. Great season, and I love your Ghostbusters pack behind you there too. Thank you, thank you. It gets it gets a little rough around these parts uh, at one o'clock in the morning. Absolutely. What rank was Harry Kim in your final draft? Uh, he was captain, actually. Okay. I, I know. I I I talked to Garrett about this, uh, and he was very very disappointed. It was uh, <laughs> he was captain, and uh, yeah, that's all I can uh, all I can say about it. Again, it's it's time, it's money. We we didn't we also didn't want to step on prodigy prodigy's toes you know um, it was uh, but again you know uh, it, it it you you don't want to be greedy right it's just it it's but 
Yeah, when you when you get we're talking about Frontier Day, right? It, truly, if you had another twenty minutes on Frontier Day, you'd be seeing you'd be seeing everybody. You'd be seeing everybody who's in Starfleet in twenty fifth century. You'd want to you want to know what everybody's up to. But um, yeah, that was that was that. Bringing Q back in the end credit scene. Uh, it was it was an idea I had all the way back when we were um, shooting his last scene in season two. I knew we were going to tell this story, and I went up to John and I was like, "I've got this idea for a post credit scene." where he's back and uh he was like yes and john and i are dear friends and so uh we continued to talk about it whenever we hang out and he was like i'll be back we only had 20 minutes to shoot the scene uh so we literally got him in got him in that amazing outfit came in i mean he's phenomenal on his worst day uh and uh we we just we just banged it out it's so it's still like I, I get i get chills on it i love that scene so much it's my, it's one of my favorite scenes in the in the finale we literally shot it uh um during the same scene in which uh picard tells jackie's borg it was early we wrap we wrap patrick and we're like quickly change the lighting scheme so it's warm that's why it's still kind of foggy and when um and we went go 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 because we had no time star trek legacy we're holding yeah. out for hey, it. You guys, you guys, if it's something you want to see, be loud about it. That's, that's every day on Twitter. Every day I say something. That's how these things get made. Yep. Thanks. Special thanks to Paramount Plus for the roundtable and being a part of it. Check out the entire season, actually all three seasons of Star Trek Picard on that very streaming service, Paramount Plus. Plus, you can hear our conversation between myself and T. Rick Jones from Daily Star Trek News as we break down the season and the season finale and even look ahead to Discovery and Strange New Worlds, we dissect the trailer a little bit. For Trek Tuesday, this is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.